It is wonderful to be back with our Redefine Your Finances podcast. We have a Christmas special. Christmas is a wonderful season, um, but it's also a challenging season for a lot of people, and especially when it comes to money, what to spend, what not to spend. Once again, today we have our uh, dear friend and co-host, uh, Pastor Craig Hood, uh, with us. Uh, how are you doing, Pastor Craig? Hey, doing well. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Christian. Wonderful. We're going we're gonna to talk today about how to spend money wisely during the Christmas season. And, and, and we acknowledge that this is probably coming out towards the middle uh, of December. Uh, but uh, we know that a lot of you out of there, including me, are procrastinators when it comes to Christmas gift shopping. So there's still time for this episode. Um, what are we talking about today um, when it comes to Christmas spending, Pastor Craig? Well, we're really talking about how can you be a giver without busting your budget? <laughs> you know, sometimes we want to do things and yep. we get ahead of ourselves because we use credit cards. Most of us use credit cards to make the purchase. And those things add up faster than we expect those expenses. Exactly. So what are some ways to, to avoid uh, busting your budget uh, in December? You know, to me, the first place is to look inside, ask in your heart. You know, it is true that it's more blessed to give than to receive. But I think yeah. having said that, let's remember the reason for the season is Jesus. And let's make sure that our giving reflects wisdom and it reflects heart and thought, not just kind of a knee jerk. I'm spending it because uh, it's kind of like, if you're going to give me a gift, I got to give you a gift. And then we wind up just kind of making decisions that have left the heart piece out of this. You want the gift of blood. Yeah. And I would say even in the preparation of the heart, uh, even a preparation of um, conversations with your family. I know that some families have enormous spending habits and some families have the courage to kind of have clarifying conversations where they set uh, expectations to what should be spent and what should, shouldn't be spent. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, we did that years ago when I first got married, my wife and I, you know, we had those conversations with the siblings. We had the conversations, not so much with our parents, but just to say, let's, when we're, when we're sharing gifts with each other, why don't we all just kind of keep it, keep it down? Not because we don't love each other, but because we have other you know, Christmas gifts we're buying for. And we we always thought in terms of a fairly small, kind of like a spending cap. And it wasn't a hard cap, but we made kind of a little bit of a agreement with each other. We wouldn't spend more than X amount of dollars. I don't want to tell you what it was, but it helped yeah. us all be a little more realistic and we didn't wind up with misunderstandings. I think that's a really healthy um, way to approach this just from the get-go to figure out like, who, who should I even get uh, presents for? And what's a realistic and reasonable um, limit for spending? Um, There's also a mental thing, and I, I want to underscore. Yeah. And there is a tendency to spend too much with some people because we want to impress them. That's not yeah, healthy. Yeah, exactly. There's also a tendency to spend too little because we want to appease them. You know, and either place, whether it's too much or too little, it's not reflecting a prayerful God, Holy Spirit wisdom perspective. So just be conscious of it. There's no perfect answer, but try to pray for guidance and just pay attention to your budget. So how do you plan this out? What What's a good way to start with like a list or something? 
Yeah, I would have a list of all the people that you're planning to give to. And that could be, again, just it could, you know, put everybody on there, all right? So you're going to have some you're going to give more to, some you're going to give less to. Not because they're more important or less important, but just because yeah. of reasons, you know, they're normal reasons. Absolutely. And then you put, after you put the list on, you just put a little, put a spending cap out there to the side or maybe a guideline. So when you get to the store or you're shopping online, you kind of know in advance, you pre-select what you're going to, the kind of price tag you're going to use. And then yeah. try to be creative once you see within the price tag, what would be most meaningful to them, not necessarily to you, and what would be most affordable for you so that yeah. you don't get yourself in trouble. That's good advice. How do you how do you then prioritize in, in terms of uh, when, where, and, and how much? You know, I look at what's most meaningful. There are times we'll give more to them because the need is greater. There are times we'll give more because they're closer to our immediate, you know, our immediate family, circle of family. Yeah. And then there's a group that we put into a category that, that we do want to bless and we do want to make a gift, but it may be more the thought that counts. There's maybe they're going to be the ones that you're going to give a Starbucks gift card to or something like that. So you're, yeah. it's a tangible expression, but it's not one that you're going to regret. And I think that's the biggest thing is you either regret, here's what happens. You either regret spending too much or you regret the debt you have after you've spent so much on so many. So you, you just have to, it is a balancing act. That's why wisdom is important. I do believe God guides us if we will ask him. Yeah. Speak, speaking of being guided, inspired, um, being creative in your, your gift giving is also important. I, I know that this is one of the hardest parts for me. Uh, I was so, um, I was so pleasantly surprised when I came to America and I realized that all these American gift cards or, or, or the cards already had all of this writing in them. In, in Denmark, you just have a, a card and you would have to write the whole thing yourself. And when I realized that somebody had already written the lovely thoughts for me, I thought, this is wonderful. But but putting some creativity into gifts does put a, a personal touch that shows love. What What do you think? I think that thoughtfulness comes through loud and clear. And oftentimes the people that you love the most are the ones we don't spend the time to be thoughtful and give them what they really, really want and need. So, you know, trying to be creative is really important. I'll, I'll give you one on me. I'll just tell you one on me is, and this is actually my birthday. My birthday was last month. So it just reflects the same principle. My kids, my grown daughter and son-in-law, they laughed. They said, you always buy what you want. So we don't know what to give you. Well, so what they did was they went to a bakery and a local bakery. They bought, they know I like key lime pie. They mm. bought a key lime pie and gave that to me for my birthday. And the same principle, whether it's Christmas or birthday, it meant more to me than if they'd spent three times the money on something yeah. that, you know, maybe it'd be a shirt. I don't know. Maybe a pair of pants. I don't know. The point of it was they knew what I liked and they surprised me. Here's that's a, that's a, that's a real key if it's a thoughtful surprise you're yeah. gonna find people actually like that more than the actual dollar amount absolutely i agree i agree that's great so when it comes to dollar amounts what are some uh, what is some good advice on on how to spend money what money not to spend uh and then there's that big word credit uh what what are some good ways to go about and what to think about in in all of this 
you know, thresholds are helpful. You know, you can have categories. So it may be people that you want to give them something, but you're going to literally keep it to 10 bucks. That's where the gift card concept comes in. There are going to be others that you are close to. And, and to some degree, you, in order to buy them what you really like to buy them, it's going to cost a little more. So you just have to create a, a, a it is somewhat external, but you create a price tag. Maybe it's 50, maybe it's 100, maybe it's 25. Again, I don't know anybody's budget. And you just say, I'm going to stay within that and I'm going to get the best gift for them that I can find within that price tag. Now, I'll give you a third one. Now, this one's a little more interesting, a little more fun. It actually has cost okay. more money in the long run. But we used to do this because this is where it can get expensive. But my sister and my brother-in-law, we used to always trade back and forth, right? But what was funny about it is I would tend to see my brother-in-law be giving me a Best Buy gift card, and I'd be giving them a Home Depot gift card, and we would typically yeah. give the same amount. It's like fifty or seventy huh. bucks, and it's kind of like I'm. It's like you know, all we're doing is giving each other what we would have given ourselves. What we did, somebody may like to do this. We decided rather than give each other gifts, we yeah. would take a trip together. We would make a memory together, and a trip. That's we've cool. literally done some real life trips, but you know what else we do? Go to a restaurant and have a restaurant meal together where yeah. maybe you're still just splitting the ticket. But the point of it is we're creating memories. So rather than creating gifts, we yeah. create memories. And that has been so good. It actually has cost me more money going that way, but the memories are priceless. I, I absolutely agree. Um, especially when we had young kids, sometimes I would look at all these presents and usually they would like one or two of them. So we started, um, especially when 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 we had big family gatherings we would we would just not give them some of the presents until weeks later and they would they would have some sense of meaning instead of just a, a hoard of gifts and and material goods that they wouldn't really appreciate but i think experiences is a, is a wonderful thing to invest in. I, I absolutely agree. What about Here, timing of your purchases? Let me mention one other thing real quick. Yeah. So this has been a real cost saver, but somebody's you got to take the time to talk about it ahead of time. When you are thinking about, let's say all the siblings or all the cousins, what yeah. we've done, and this has been really good, is we would do, and it's an old idea, but if you haven't heard of it or you haven't tried it, think about it. We would draw names. So you get a list of all the siblings or all of the, the, the cousins, and that becomes a little group, right? Then you draw names. So instead of you buying for all your siblings or buying for all your cousins, you're going to buy for one of them, but all the other cousins are going to buy for one. And That's you, good. Again, put a dollar, maybe it's 50 bucks, whatever. You put a dollar amount. Then you wind up, everybody loves, everybody wins, everybody's happy. Yep. Nobody's yep. breaking, yep. breaking the bank. That's a great idea. Another good I think idea. Money, having honest conversations that uh, take the pressure out of giving somebody uh, or everyone something uh, for dollar amounts that are unrealistic. Especially, let's be honest: in large families, some fa some some uh, parts of the family might be doing very well financially, and and there are going to be others that aren't. And so, to take the pressure out of uh, some showing up feeling bad about not being able to afford. Uh, what others could give, I think having healthy conversations, honest conversations about here are some limits and let's just all play within that. I think that's a great idea. Oh, yeah. And and you don't want people deep inside to feel not, well, resentful is too strong a word, but maybe almost like hum humbled, almost humiliated, really. 
yeah. that they know they can keep up. And that's another reason for putting a premium on creativity. Yeah, so yeah you, absolutely. I mean, what would be meaningful, like with my mom, for example, she'd rather, more than any dress or blouse or jeans or whatever, she would love it if we'd give her a picture that's framed of us. You know, stuff like that. Wonderful, yeah. Let's talk about timing of purchases. Uh, since we're in the middle of December, um, we all know that there are uh, often very, very good deals uh, during uh, Black Friday, uh, right after Thanksgiving. But since that's uh, kind of passed, what what are some, some good ideas for how to time your purchases? Uh, yeah. Last minute at the mall usually isn't the best idea. <laughs> yeah, last minute at the mall, maybe if you're there, just know you're not going to get the great deals. You might get a little bit where it's been picked over in the, and this is going to be different year because there's still a lot of inventory that the retailers purchased in advance and not everything has been bought. So you always have a shot, but the best way to get good deals is stay looking at online. For example, there's a website and I'm not trying to advocate any company, but one I look at personally is dealnews.com. There's tons of them out around there, but I look at dealnews.com because they have really 365 days out of the year. They've got these deals with typically local retailers or that's awesome. have an online purchase, uh, online uh, web presence. You know, that's yeah. one place to look for good deals. But you're right. The timing piece was passed. I, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday because she's out Christmas shopping with our daughter. And she said, there weren't very many good deals. And I said, they're not going to be because their deal time was that post Thanksgiving sales. So yeah. you just got to do the best you can. It's tough to find now, right now. That's great advice. So before before we end today, I just wanted to to spend a couple of minutes on uh, the other side of this. What if I'm listening to this and I messed up? I I overbought. I spent way too much, and my credit card was almost maxed out. So I'm way above those threshold that that uh, don't hurt my credit. Uh, maybe this is January, and it's not good. What do I do after the facts? What What are some ways to to get out of a, a, a hole that I might have made uh, during the, the December season? Well, the first one is learn from your mistakes and, and really be fair and honest with yourself. Be objective with yourself. Say, where did I get off track? Don't beat yourself up. This is guilt does you zero good. So don't even, don't even go there. Conviction does you good, but guilt does you no good. And then say, well, what could I do for next time? What can I, you know, how do I deal with this? Second thing is make yourself some immediate goals. You're going to say, yeah. let's say, I'm going to pay my bills off by the end of April. If you do, you're going to be ahead yeah. of the national norm. The, the data shows us that people, in fact, one study I saw, 54% hadn't even paid off the previous Christmas debt, and it was September, you know? So oh you, know, you just know, I, I got to give myself a goal. I need to make it a time-based goal, like we talked about in a yeah. previous podcast. So let the end of April be your be your uh, your kind of your stopping point. And here's one of the reasons for end of April, because you're probably going to hopefully you're going to get a refund on your taxes April 15, which means you're going to yeah. have money that instead of spending it, say, I'm going to use that to pay off my credit card debt. And then the third thing is, and this you should do any January, every January, is take a look at all your spending. And with that, you know, you don't have to call it a budget. I call I like to call it a spending plan. But take a fresh look at all your spending based on your income and make sure you put into your your plan a way to pay off your debt for your for Christmas debt and then pay off your debt for longer term debt. But start with Christmas debt. 
That's great advice. This seems like a natural uh, spot to just uh, plug, put a plug in for our budget episodes. We, we, we've talked at length about this. There's lots of great advice uh, on our previous podcast, podcast episodes. So uh, I just encourage you, if, if, if that's where you're at, uh, you should check that out. Uh, Pastor Craig, thank you so much once again for your wonderful advice. It's godly, it's biblical, and it's sound financially. Um, and uh, of all the seasons, we need it too during this Christmas season. But we want to—I want to wish you and all our listeners a Merry Christmas. Oh.